Technically, it is after morning. It's still Friday. But it's technically afternoon. Yeah, but I, I didn't want to say afternoon. It's so blasé and been played out. Sure. <laughs> we'll go with that one. Oh, uh, good afternoon. It is Pod Bros. We are, uh, we are coming at you recording uh, the afternoon after Thanksgiving, um, after a very long Thanksgiving day and a very long Friday day. Um, in the snow. Indeed. Um, it is, uh, we are in the Quad City areas. This is Prescott, Prescott Valley, Chino, Paulden, and Dewey Humboldt. Is that correct? That's actually five cities. Uh, Dewey Humboldt is one. Technically. Chino Paulden is one. No. Paulden is its own thing that's not part of Chino. Nah, that is It's true. actually not anything at all. It's just an area that's named Paulden. That's actually not an official place. It's not really a town or anything, is it's it? It's not anything. No, that's ridiculous. Just anyway, County. Pod Bros. Indeed. Brought to you by Sound Bros Productions. Um, thank you for the likes and all the shares and all that fun stuff. Um, and we, uh, we recorded our, uh, our Thursday Thanksgiving um, podcast very late in the evening uh, last night. One could say late in the evening. Um, yeah, it was Or one, one could say midnight. <laughs> Which is, well, we started before midnight and ended after midnight, so. Yeah. It's kind of in the middle there, you know. Anyway. Pretty good. Um, so. So we have snow outside. It's pretty awesome. Snow is pretty cool. Um, I had the opportunity to go in uh, and help out our uncle. Um, shoveling snow around the uh, around the hospital. Yep. So that was fun and cold this morning. Um, very cold this morning. And uh, this is apparently what happens um, when you... Uh, when you get your shoes uh, wet that are black sketchers, apparently it turns black on your feet. Or at least I'm hoping that's black sketchers and not gangrene. So, or frostbite. Or frostbite, yeah. Let's let's hope that's not frostbite. I can feel it, so I think we're okay. Oh, good. So it's just gangrene then. Is it just gangrene? How does frostbite work? I don't know. You lose feeling. Oh. Well, I'm pretty sure I can feel it, so. Okay. I, th- I think we're okay. I think we're good. That would have been a bummer. Yeah. I had to lose a toe or a foot or something. Um, or a whole leg. Or the a whole knee. leg at the knee. But then I could have hopped around like a pirate, which would have just been fun. Peg leg. Peg leg. But who's ever heard of a bald, kind of fat, bearded pirate? Everyone. Literally everyone. That is kind of a definition of a pirate, isn't it? You, you literally just described like two-thirds of all descriptions of pirates. Of all pirates. Well, there you go then. Well, then I could have been a pirate. Darn it. Maybe I should go out in the snow again. You could probably still be a pirate with both legs. And get some more... If you wanted. Get some more um, frostbite. Let's not do more frostbite. Okay. So, speaking of frostbite, uh, how's the weather looking over there? 
Broski. Oh, we're going to start with the weather. Okay, cool. Let me switch to that tap. <laughs> well, I wasn't prepared on my end. I'm no, sorry. it's all good. It's I'm all sorry. good. It just... It, re- it refreshed, so... Oh, yes. Uh, right now, like like we mentioned, it's snow. Um, it is actually... It was snowing outside when we came in. Um, I don't think it is anymore. I think it, I think that was just a dusting. Yeah, just a little dust. But it's, um, it's been snowing on and off all day. It started last night on the way... Actually, on my way home from... Here. From here. I was... Uh, it was about one thirty in the morning, and the sleet finally turned to snow. Which I was concerned about because I have a rear-wheel drive car. Yes. That does not handle the snow. No, your your car is terrifying. At all. Your car is terrifying even when we're not in snow. To you, because you're weak. Truth. But um, I wasn't expecting you to, you know, out me like that over uh, over the airways. I wasn't expecting you to agree with me. So <laughs> now who's the one who's uh, backed himself into a corner? Uh, this is not the podcast you're listening to. Uh, you didn't hear any of that. You should go home and rethink your life. <laughs> you should go home. <laughs> I'm doing hand motions, but none of you can see them. So, so anyway, right, right. let's talk about the weather. Um, this afternoon, it's going to continue snowing until tonight, and there's going to be some serious wind. The low for the Prescott area is somewhere around 20, um, potentially as low as 15. Depending on if the clouds stay or leave. So I got a question for you. Are, are we, we still on? Are we done with weather? No, no, no. We, we can stay on weather. I just have a side note. I want to, you know, rabbit trail or whatever you want to call it. Well, I was just going to say before you ask your question. Okay. So hold on to that question. Hold, holding. It's going to snow again. Oh, when? The end of next week. Oh, all right. So well, the long-term forecast is saying that there is a chance of snow... As early as Wednesday next week. All right. So Wednesday next week and then on, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are into the winter months. But no accumulation. Oh, so just snowing. It'll just be snow. Slight snow. Maybe some rain. So gotcha. It's still too early in the season for it to really... Accumulate and stick around. It's not like we live any farther north. And it hasn't gotten cold enough overall for a snow this early in the season to... Stay. Stick or to stick, yeah, yeah, to stick. I mean, so. it took essentially it took it freezing, raining all day yesterday, and then sleeting for like two hours for the snow to finally stick. Yeah, start accumulating on the on the ground, and then and then it accumulated. It was pretty decent. Yeah, amount. we got like what three or four inches. But out it's here already in started to clear out. Yeah, I mean that's the nice thing about living in Arizona. It snows, and by usually by the end, I mean this is a big storm, so and it's kind of clearly it's not done yet. Right. But, you know, typically it's a snowstorm and it's like a day it snows and then by the end of the day or by the next day, it's the sun hot. comes out and it all melts off. Yeah. And then we have uh, the much needed moisture. Which is great. Yes, because we, we like our moisture and our running cricks. And, and uh, the water seeping into the water table. Yes, indeed. Which is the best part about snow. Is that it goes straight down. Goes into that water table, which is great. We have amazing water here in Prescott area. Yeah. Chino Aquifer, the Prescott Valley Aquifer. Yeah. Um, massive, tons of water. It's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. Lots and lots of it, and it's good. Like, it tastes good. Delicious water. It's delicious water. There's nothing better than being able to turn on your tap and have a glass of And just of stick just, your cup under there. Uh, ice yeah. cold, wonderful, cold water. 
Nothing like it. I think I'm, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get a glass of water. No, I'm not going to get a glass of water. I can't leave the people. I have to stay here. You did that yesterday. I did do that yesterday. You left us all alone with me. I know. I'm sorry. I apologize, everyone. My apologies. Anyway, what was your question? Um, have you ever... I, okay, so I saw, we saw, I saw it in a movie once. It was Men in Black. Or uh, Men in Black? Yeah, Men in Black. And, and it was he was talking about apple pie with cheddar. Oh, my gosh. I love apple pie with cheddar. Is it good? It is so good. What is... I, I mean, I just... I don't... I can't... Sweet and salty. Put together. Mm-hmm. Ah. Depending on the sharpness of the cheddar that you like. Right. Is the key, I think. Um, I personally am not a huge fan of sharp cheddar. It's a little bit too sharp for me. I like medium cheddar. Maybe mild cheddar. Um... Or Walmart right now sells that marble cheddar. Did you have any of that? I did. It was actually pretty good. That stuff is phenomenal. And for me, I think we had that one time when we were, when I, when, when we were little. And so I always assumed that that was what that marbled cheese looks like. And I didn't realize that there's Monterey Jack mixed with Colby Jack right. cheese, which looks the same. Right. And so I would always eat Monterey and Kobe Jack cheese thinking it was that marble cheddar. And it's not the same. And it's not the same. And then you get marble cheddar. And, and you're like, like oh, oh this is that thing that I loved eating. Because, you know, Mar- Monterey Jack and, and uh, Kobe Jack, it's good. Right. But it's not marble cheddar. Right. Yeah. But and, and, but cheddar, there's so many different varieties of cheddar. Yeah. I mean, there, there are I mean, tons. I am, and, I am a extra sharp white cheddar guy. I mean, I love Well, and stuff. you know what the difference is between white cheddar and yellow cheddar? Actually, I don't know the difference. So, uh, most of the cheese that we get comes from Wisconsin, right? right? So, in Vermont, they use they have a bunch of dairies in Vermont as well. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that Dad always tells the story about the Vermont milk. Right. That's like heavy cream. Yeah, it's delicious. So, to distinguish themselves in Wisconsin when they started having dairy farms from... Vermont, they started adding yellow dye to the cheese. Really? Yep. So it's just dye? For the most part. I mean, it, there is a certain process that helps that helps it along, but it's most cheese is actually white. But it's because, because Wisconsin makes so much more cheese than Vermont does now that people think that Vermont cheese is the one that's rare and unique, whereas traditionally that was the only cheese that there was until... Wisconsin started producing cheese. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So, so I still like the white cheese. So, to answer your question, yes, I have had a pea, and it, it, apple pie is the way to do it. I haven't tried it with any other pie, but I had a uh, the you know where you have like the the chunks of cinnamon crumble on top of the pie. Oh yeah, like a uh, um, like a cinnamon apple crumble. Yeah. Yes. But there's another name for there's another one that's like I, that. Ginger apple crisp? Ah, something. I had one the other day and it was really good. Are you you're just mocking me at this point? It's like the same thing. Oh. Okay. Anyway, I had that with a piece of medium cheddar. My pie with a piece of medium cheddar. It was delicious. That, it's that whole fruit and cheese have, thing. Yeah, I'm going to have to try it. So, pretty phenomenal. Uh, and of course, there's, of course, strawberry rhubarb. I love strawberry rhubarb. Since we're talking about men black. You know what? I haven't actually had strawberry rhubarb in a long time. I have. I had one the other day. It was really good. You know, since this is my last day on earth, I'm going to splurge a little. 
I'm going to get the strawberry rhubarb. <laughs> My partner's going to do what he always does. He's going to stare at the menu for a half hour and then order a piece of apple pie with a big old nasty piece of cheddar on top. Quoting Will Smith. Probably one of my favorite actors. And that movie was very good. And that movie very was emotional. Very, very yeah, it was. I cried. The end. That all oh, the, the, yeah. the conclusion at the end was. What is so the brilliant. term? All the feels. 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 I got all the feels. Alright. So we're we've moved on from weather. We just talked about pie. Alright, I got one thing to say. Okay. It is Friday. And Baby Yoda. Do, 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 do. No, that's the shark theme. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, Baby Sorry. Yoda from from The Mandalorian. For, oh, from The Mandalorian, yeah. Which, you know, if you haven't seen The Mandalorian yet, um, I don't know if you're a Star Wars fan or not. Um, I, I am a unique Star Wars fan, I guess, anymore. Okay. Because I liked the original three trilogy, four, five, and six. Um, I enjoyed 1, 2, and 3. I thought that there was some, you know, there were some things that were a little annoying. I, I wasn't particularly fond of Jar Jar Binks. Um, but then again, a lot of people weren't. I understand his necessary role. Um, and I understand where George Lucas wanted to take it. Um, I absolutely, without even a little bit of a shadow of a doubt, despise so far 7 and 8. Um and I will probably despise nine. I don't know yet. Um, because it just, it's like a giant slap in the face to those of us that have embraced Star Wars and then read the books between the end of six and the sale, right, of Lucasfilm uh, in 2011. And so, um, and the problem that I have with that is that, I mean, if you've read any of the books, um, I, I've read them all or listened to them. I, I listened to all the books on tape. I've read a few of them. All of them? Most of them. I may not have read all of them. Um, I've gotten close, though. I've, I've done a bunch. Um, they are... It is, a, it is a complete story that just travels through time. Well, and, and the six movies... Because I'm, I'm definitely a Star Wars fan, and I've read a lot of the books... And the universe, see, and this is what I think is interesting, is that people talk about the six movies as if that's it. But the universe, the the, the written universe, and, so much and the game universe, which oh, is all, yes. originally, George Lucas insisted that it all be consistent. So the games, and the books, and the movies, and the TV shows. I don't remember where I read that, but I did up read into the sa- Up into the sale. They all had Everything. Coherence. Was continuity. Yes. All of it. There was nothing out of continuity. If they wanted to change a character, if they wanted to add a character, everything had to be approved through George Lucas. Which is awesome. Well, it, it, you what you do is you create a consistent fan base. Right. Where people just, they love your stuff. And what you can do is you can feel out what characters people like, and you can talk about them more. For example, this show, The Mandalorian... People, Star Wars fans have been asking for a Mandalorian type show based on Boba Fett or just a Mandalorian since Star Wars Episode Five came out. Yeah, yeah. Who is this? Who is this character that was able to fight a Jedi? Yeah, this guy's right? awesome. And and uh, and e- even though he quote unquote lost, right? right. Um, he still was pretty pretty ba. Yeah. Right? For yeah. 
for uh, for a non-force using person. And then in the uh, quote unquote, I'm going to say quote unquote, uh, expanded universe, which is what they took all the books into. Right. Right. Or Legends, Legends of, of the, the Force, Force now, yeah. because they keep changing the name because they're ridiculous. It's always been Legends of the Force. Oh, okay. That's what they called it. As soon it was, it was as the expanded the... universe. Okay. And then it became Legends of the Force. Essentially, everything but the six movies. Which is just garbage. Well, six movies and the show Clone Wars. Clone Wars, yeah. Right. Because it's a prequel, you can't mess that up. Well, see, that's the other thing is so. that there are, this universe spans hundreds of years. Yeah, exactly. There, there, is, there is books as old as a thousand years before the Battle of Yevon 4. Yeah. Yep. And you've got all of these amazing characters that you can do, you can do movies out of. Um, yeah, I mean, just I mean, they they could have done a, a single trilogy out of Darth the Darth Bane alone. Oh yeah, absolutely, or a TV series, or a TV series. Like well, see, that's that's what's TV so series. great about this Mandalorian story, exactly, is that you know just just the, just the books about Boba Fett. Yes, that have come out, or or the Mandalorian race, or the Mandalorian race, or the Mandalorians in connection to uh, like the online game. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Yes, the Mandalorians play this huge part in it. Yeah, and um, they're awesome. And in and in uh, in Coder, the first Knights of the Old Republic yep. uh, RPG game that came out for the Xbox. Yep, they are. You know, in the in the second one, they're a pivotal part of the story. Right. In explaining the background and the history and everything, and and when you look at it from pre nineteen, uh, you know, from pre two thousand eleven. Everything is consistent to the point where you can walk your way through the entire story and it all fits. It all lines up. It's all consistent. There's no inconsistencies in what Force users can do. Right. There's no inconsistencies in um, how the Force works. Right. And what I think is funny is because you mentioned the prequels and the original trilogy. And for me, I loved all six. Yeah, no, I enjoyed them. I thought they were awesome. Jar Jar Binks is one of my favorite characters. By far one of my favorite characters in the really? show. He is so ridiculous. It's, it is, his character is so ridiculously hilarious, in my opinion. Just how over the top stupid he is. That it can't possibly be. That it, he can't possibly be that stupid. Okay, and, I see And there doing. is some fan fiction. Yes, or, or uh, fan theory. Fan theory, and and maybe even some truth to this. Yeah, maybe, we don't know. Because George Lucas has mentioned more than once that Jar Jar Binks is his favorite character. Right. That Jar Jar Binks was supposed to be Darth, Plag- uh, Darth Plagueis. Or is Darth Plagueis. Is Darth Plagueis. And so, for those of you who don't know the science, the science, the science-y lore The of lore of Star, Star Trek. Wars. Oh, Star Wars, sorry, my bad. I'm just all over the map right now with my words. Um, the lore of Star Wars, uh, Darth Plagueis was Darth Sidious's master, the Emperor. He the, was the Emperor. The wrinkly yeah. guy with the hood who shoots the lightning out of his fingers. Yep. He was his master. And, and the creator of Anakin. And Anakin, by accident. By accident, yes. Um, by accident. Through force. Manipulation. Manipulation. Uh, those were some weird, that was a weird book. Good yeah. one, but so, a weird one. The, the theory, and it, you know, there's a, a certain amount of evidence to this, but the theory is that after Darth Sidious killed Darth Plagueis, that he brought himself back to life through the Force in Jar Jar Binks. Because he meant to die. 
Yeah. From Darth, so Darth that, Sidious. So that Darth Sidious could take over because he viewed... He didn't view Darth Sidious as a... Uh, as an inferior, he viewed he him as an as equal. An equal yes. So at that point, because he wasn't... He wasn't following the normal Sith pattern. He figured to follow the continuous of the Sith pattern, which is... And and Sidious believed the Sith pattern. Right. So he believed he had to kill his master. And so he led to him to it. Over. So he, he let, let him, do, him it. do it. And... Uh, and so the the whole idea which, is that which if you watch the, so if you watch the three movies the three prequel movies right with the thought in mind that Jar Jar Binks is Darth Plagueis, and bear in mind that Sith usually have yellow eyes which Jar Jar Binks, Jar Jar Binks has, has yellow eyes and conveniently all of the times that they need to go either here or there to continue the story plot along to the conclusion of the Revenge of the Sith. Jar Jar Binks is always there to make sure that we're going in the right direction. He's conven- he conveniently runs into Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan and then conveniently leads them to a way that they can get to the other side of the planet so that they can leave and get stuck in Tatooine right. so they can get Anakin. Right. And then he becomes... And then, you know, all the stuff that happens in Anakin becomes a, a Jedi or whatever... And then in the second movie, he is conveniently the one who's left as the representative of Naboo right. to give to move forward with getting an army for the Republic and granting him emergency powers. It's conveniently Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. So he's he's always in the right place. Which never happens. Right. So it's and, not, for some, and for someone so who acts so dumb. So for somebody who's that stupid, right? It's a little more than coincidence to be in the right place right. all the time. And so to watch and so to watch the movies from that perspective where it's more than just he's just the stupid character that they added in for comic relief and he's actually a major plot pusher. He's a major character in pushing the plot forward. Interesting. And the fact that no one ever suspects him. Not even Sidious. Right, because how could this person who's so dumb... You know, because that was one of the things that Plagueis could do is he could mask his his force ability. Which is something that they end up talking about later on. Right. In the, yeah. the post-Episode 6 books pre-2011. Right. So, that being said, The Mandalorian... Uh, lines it up with original Star Wars. I mean, it just feels so good. And it does the traditional introduction of a character that you weren't expecting. Right. Um, and within the first, I mean, just the first episode, you fall in love with this little guy. Well, and you um, and you, you feel for the Mandalorian. At least I do. Yeah. I feel for the Mandalorian. It's that he is that guy who is trying to capture that Lost that lost spirit. That yeah. I mean, I feel like that all the time in in America right now. We've talked about this in the past. We kind of lost our away a little bit. Yeah, but I feel that way a lot. Where it's like I want to connect with this original kind of way of looking at things and this kind of honorable way of doing stuff. And you know, he he shows his his, his honor his honor in yeah. in one of the episodes which is really awesome and I won't ruin it for you. If yeah, we're not we're not going to ruin it. it because uh we encourage you to watch it. And it's it epic. Is, it is it's worth, so good. It is worth seeing. It is you know what it, you know what the other thing about it too that is just so amazing for it is uh 
it, it's good wholesome. I mean, it's Star Wars. It's, yeah, it's it's good clean fun. It feels, and that's the thing is that it feels like a Star Wars movie. Yeah, it feels like the epic joining. It's what Star Wars seven and eight should have felt like. Right. It's the epic joining of this epic massive universe that we were introduced to in four, five, and six. And the modern technology we have today. Yeah. Where you're still preserving that almost kind of goofy, um, it's a puppet. Right. Right. In this story, but it's, but they're master puppeteers. And it, and it, it's just And so it's, good. it's real. It, it, it feels it real. Feels and that's, real. I'm, I'm a puppeteer. I've and been, his, a, I've his... been a puppeteer for 11 years. Yeah. And one of the things that as a puppeteer you always strive for is you want the audience to feel like this isn't a puppet. This is a another character. They're forgetting person. They're forgetting it's a puppet. They're forgetting it's a puppet, yeah. and that's what you want to do. Exactly. And I love watching Star Wars because of that. Because the puppeteers are so masterful. They're so masterful yeah. at it that you forget that you're watching a, a you know an animatronic or a puppet or whatever. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You think it's a person. You you in your mind you personify the person. You personify the the creature, whatever it is. So I think, honestly, I mean, all I really have to say that I I, I am I'm dying to have them give him a name, you know, because so far, or she, we were told the other day that it was a she. I don't. I didn't hear that I didn't at all. Catch in the, that part in, in the, the in the episode. I'm gonna have to watch it again, but um, just the. That the the character that is the baby Yoda, I just I'm I'm dying for a name here. Well, and what I love is that the Mandalorian is kind of that traditional four, five, and six where you don't know who the Mandalorian you don't know who this guy is, Boba Fett. Right. He's just this it's just this faceless Well you know what it is? Warrior. He's, he's got a Han Solo feel. He really does. He's got a Han Solo he feel. He really does. It's that he's got that roguish mm-hmm. uh good guy, bad guy thing. Thing going and uh and you're not sure if he's going to be a good guy you're not sure if he's the bad guy he might do the good thing but in a bad way you know it's all of that and uh and you know i mean but john Favreau, i mean here's the guy he's the guy you know brilliant writing brilliant directing i mean it's just it's it's awesome so that is our friday plug for the mandalorian if you get a chance Watch the Mandalorian. Indeed, and uh, and we'll throw a picture of uh, of Baby Yoda up on our uh, up up on our Facebook on our just feed because he's so cute. <laughs> um, so, where are we at? Are we are are we at the bottom of the hour? Just a little shy of bottom of the hour. Oh, about I'm about so four close. minutes. You were four minutes late yesterday. So now close. we're four so minutes four early. minutes early. Eh, well, let's just do, let's just do just, the, bottom, just do the, the bottom of the hour. All right, so it's the bottom of the hour. This is Podbean. Uh, Pod Bros, Bros on, on Podbean. Pod we keep doing that. Um, and if you're on Podbean and you're searching for us, we don't come up as Pod Bros. Um, we come up as Sound the Bros Sound Bros Productions podcast. So you have to actually put in Sound Bros Productions. Um, and I, we know it's long, but it's not something that you'll forget. So Sound Bros Productions, purple and gold headphones, um, just because they look regal. Um, and uh, and there are colors. And there are colors, which is uh, which is pretty cool. Purple and gold is pretty cool. I like purple. You like purple. I like purple. So, um, well, purple, gold, and black. I mean, because you have to have black backgrounds, you know, and stuff like that. So, 
Um, like us on Facebook. Share us with your friends. Um, if there's a subject you want us to talk about, drop us a line. Or you could share uh, us on Facebook and like us with your friends. Ooh. Wait. Go back. Reverse that. <laughs> anyway, um, if there's anything you would like us to talk about specifically, let us, yeah, let let us, us know. know. Let us know. Any so, rebuttals, let us know. Yeah, if we, if we went somewhere that we shouldn't have or... Uh, or said something incorrect. Or said something incorrect. Weather or, excluded. Weather excluded. Or uh, um, or offended someone, you know? I always oh, yes. want, I always want to know when I offend people so that I can laugh at them. After <laughs> you know. Snowflakes. So, snowflakes. No, I, and, and, and all joking aside, we, you know, we, we are not interested in... You know, we're not doing this to offend people or or, uh, or pick on certain groups of people or anything like that. Um, we just believe in uh, having a lot of fun talking about everything and and being just your basic decent human being that likes to have fun and chat, right? I mean, you have these conversations in private with, uh, you know, some of these conversations in private with uh, family members and whatnot. And it's just like, well, we can't. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if we were being recorded right now? And to that I say, yes, into I can, because we the, are. And we are. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Black Friday. How's everybody doing out on Black Friday today? Um, I, uh, I dragged uh, my, my pod bro here, bro, with me to, uh, to Walmart because I needed to get some de-icer for my car. Um, and, uh, you know, we had a good time. It was, uh, it was, not, as, um, it was not as overwhelming as I thought it was going to be. Of course, we went to the Prescott Valley Walmart, not the one up on the hill. Um, which is the bigger of the two, um, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't it wasn't too overwhelming. Um, I mean, I think the most I think the most trying part of today so far has been the weather and uh, how people drive in the weather. You know, seriously. Um, I mean, yeah. at least at least we actually have snow. Our brother up in uh, Colorado, uh, our brother Isaac up in Fountain up there, and his wife Michelle, um, they're having like this freezing ice storm. Yeah, that's or something. that's a uh, that's a typical, more stereotypical of like ice age type weather. You not as much snow, more of like blowing ice because of how cold it is. Blowing ice. So, speaking of, you said ice age. I did. I did. Are, I did indeed invoke the word ice age. Are are we? I mean, I keep hearing all of this stuff about. I mean, when I was growing up, it was global warming. The term has now changed which is weird to me, is now climate change. Um, are, are we, I mean, where are we at? I mean, I know the Earth does a cycle where we go cooler and hotter and cooler and hotter and cooler. I mean, it does a cooling heating cycle, right? Um, so there, so well, where are we at? At there's that? multiple cycles. See, this is the thing is that um, quantifying weather, and this is, you know, this is one of the things that goes into the science of it. This is what I think is so funny about all these climate change people is that you're you're not you have to look at all of the science. You can't just take a piece of something. It's the same thing with history. You have to look at history as a whole. You can't just take this little tiny piece of history and say this is the way it was for everything and nothing else can ever be the same. You have to live in the reality of things change and there's context and all this different stuff and you know so with weather right with the weather of the earth the earth goes through large cycles and small cycles. It goes through it goes through massive heating periods and mini heating periods and massive cooling periods and mini cooling periods. Right. Um, what they're referring to this as, and there's a group, um, 
and I am blanking on their name right now, but they are calling this, they're referring to this as the mini Ice Age. That's right. Yeah, I've heard you say mini Ice Age before. Um, and what they're doing is they're basing their research off of sunspots. Sunspots? So um, since the early 1700s, mid-1700s, okay. they have been um, tracking sunspots. Um, and the way you do that is with a, you can do like a sheet of paper. Okay. It's it, it. I don't know exactly how it works without actually observing the sun like we do now, but I know that there's a way that you can do it where the sun shines through the paper onto another piece of paper. It's like a like a wax paper or something like that, and you can actually see the spots form. Right. Because it's actually a hole in the uh, in the visible layer of the sun, the chronosphere. The, okay. Um, and uh, so the, what happens is is when the when there's a sunspot. There's a an ejection of solar energy. Okay. And there's there's all sorts of sciencey stuff I right, get into right. that, and you would get lost with all the craziness. Yeah, we don't have the time for that. In either. layman's terms, a big hole opens in, in the sun, and sun stuff comes out and interacts with the Earth. Got it. On a physical and magnetic level. Right, because of how all of that stuff. It's all linked. It's all, all connected. Linked. It's so all it's all we're all connected together. It's a it's right. a big system. Right. We're inside a big system with the sun. And right. the sun is in a big si- system with, with, other the, suns. with the other suns in the galaxy. Right. And the way that science works is logic would dictate that then all of these galaxies are in a system with all these other galaxies in the universe. And it just gets bigger and, and bigger. And it gets bigger and, and bigger, bigger, and bigger and it gets smaller and smaller, which is why you can have something like a power grid. Right. A power grid works on the same principles as the sun and the earth interacting with each other. You have a power plant that's generating energy just like the sun's generating energy through uh, electrical processes and magnetic processes and uh, the, the fusion of molecules together right. where energy is released right. and, and atoms are being, you know, it's cra- all this crazy stuff happening at once. And so, you know, same thing on a smaller scale with, actually you could go even smaller as like a battery in your phone right. is generating energy to make your phone work. It's all this stuff. So, um, sunspots are released, energy, all sorts of interaction. Um, what they've been able to do is they've been able to track in, um, in, in line with the sun, the weather patterns. Okay. And so, they've been able to see that as the sunspots decrease, the weather gets cooler. Right. And, as the, and then, as the sunspots increase, the it gets, gets warmer. warmer. And so we have just come out of a period of time where we were getting a consistent amount of large numbers of sunspots. Okay, now, how long does it take for a sunspot to affect us here on Earth? It depends on the size of the sunspot and and exactly what's going on. Okay. Um, it can be anywhere from almost instantaneous... Really? ...to a, a significant period of time. Wow. So... Even with the distance we are away from the sun? Distance is less a factor when you're dealing with electrical stuff than you may think. Okay, fair enough. Hence things like the potential of getting struck by lightning 10 miles away from the storm. Really? Which is something that can happen, yeah. That's fun. So, I mean, it's... it's Usually it's a pretty consistent interaction but sometimes it can be faster and sometimes it can be slower so we're so then by what you're saying then we are at this point 
we are in a less sunspot. Yes, we're, we're moving into a period of time where we've had less sunspots. And actually, for a period of time, I think it was last year, there was a huge section where it was like four or five months with no sunspots. Wow. Last year or the year before, just no sunspots at all. Which means that the sun is shifting and we're shifting. Along well, it's, with. It's, it, it, everything goes through a pattern or a rhythm. And, and so they, what they're doing is they're able to correlate with that, the changing of the weather. Hence, uh, weather getting cooler and cooler and cooler. Right. Um, and if so any- we're coming into a mini ice age. So you're, I mean, like, I don't know, icebergs? Like, you mean like in the Delaware? Like, you, yeah, actually, no, exactly like that. That's actually a really good example. If you ever look at pictures of Washington crossing the Delaware, there are little mini icebergs floating in the water with him, which anyone, you, all you have to do is ask anyone who lives in that area, and they'll tell you the Delaware doesn't get cold enough for there to be ice in the Delaware. But there was ice in those pictures. So is that an artist rendition? Oh, no, not at all. Or is that actually During that period of time, there was... Ice in the Delaware. As a matter of fact, based on the weather and the sunspots during the 1700s, late 1700s, during the American War for Independence, um, weather was ridiculously cold. Wow. Um, Down to the point where um, you have the story, of course, of Valley Forge... Right, I was going to bring that up. Which, which united the American colonists, you know, in their fight forward and everything. But it really wasn't Valley Forge. It was the, it was the other one. We went well, and visited. Well, yeah, no, but Valley Forge was the... The reason why no one talks about the next year is because they had all of these systems in place because of Valley Forge. But Valley Forge, they were walking in the snow for miles, and the snow, it snowed and never went away for the entire winter. It was just snow all the time. Like, dump, stay. And, and then it would snow more. And the and snow would never snow go again. away. And, um, you, just you know, can't it get wouldn't, warm be, it wouldn't be until, like, April that they were able to do anything because there was so much snow and it, it melted over a period of time. Um, and so then, then, of course, the next year, which what you were talking about, um, they had even more snow. And to the point where the British were camped less than, like, 30 miles away from Washington and they couldn't get to him because there was so much snow. Right. And so, um, you know, it's like we have this history and we understand that it was that cold at one time and then it's slowly gotten warmer, warmer and warmer and warmer and warmer. And we can actually go back before the American Revolution, um, back only 100 years or so. And it was as it was warm enough that they had that there is vintage wine from Scotland and Ireland. Right. Where it's not warm enough to grow grapes. to grow grapes, right. But it got warm enough to grow grapes because they had wine from Ireland, vintage wine from Ireland and Scotland, from grape vineyards. That's incredible. So, um, we are moving out of our warming period, which is between, typically between about 100 or 200 years or so. Okay. um, Where we go into a cooling period, heating period, you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So, we're moving out of our warming period into a cooling period. And if you understand anything about weather, you know that when you're shifting weather, you have extremes. Right. When there's when you're moving into a period, you have extreme of the opposite because the earth is always trying to balance itself out. So, for example, as we were getting warmer and warmer and warmer, we'd get these random spout, bouts of frigid cold air, frigid cold storms. Right. 
but then it would go away and it would just be warm again. Well, that that reminds me of the July we had snow. Right, and that and yeah. that happens too, where you have these extreme shifts in weather. And for example, this year, for about three or four weeks in the middle of the summer, we had like almost hundred degree weather. Remember, remember that yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. it was really, really hot, and it was like it's so hot, and all these records are being broken. And then, and then it, it disappeared, and then, and then it was gone, and then it was back to normal weather, and everyone was like, "Oh yeah, this is nice." Yeah, this is nice. Yeah, that happens when you're dealing with extreme shifts. So that's where we're at, right? We're now. moving into an extreme shift where it's going to get colder and colder and colder. So and then the heat not working in my house is a serious problem. Yes. So <laughs> what you're going to start seeing, and they're already starting to see it, is stuff like. The San Francisco Peaks, right. which is uh, a Mount Humphrey here in uh, Flagstaff. Um, it has snow on it almost all year long now. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Up towards the top. Up towards the top all year long. Yeah. It has snow year, on it. Year-round snow now. Um, and that, you'll start seeing it get bigger and bigger and bigger and to the point where, depending on how long our ice age lasts, we may even start having a glacier form up there. Wow. Um, and the way glaciers form when there's not extreme conditions involved is it snow on top of snow on top of snow on top of snow and it just stays packed and stays packed and stays packed and it eventually turns into ice and then you have and then you have a glacier a glacier and it you know then it takes years and years for it to melt wow so that's that's the typical way of doing it but most likely the glaciers that some of the bigger glaciers that are you know miles and miles thick and stuff like that those were probably formed all at once like a supreme freezing period well yeah actually uh, uh, well, really... aren't they weren't they mentioning in the news that we were going to be getting some kind of like record brace brace what was it the nor the north or yeah the like, nordic winds the nordic come, winds yeah, yeah. yeah they come it's you what you get is you get polar storms is what they're called it's polar cold that moves down past the arctic circle right it moves and the reason and the reason that's such a big deal is that it's not supposed to do that. Okay. For those of you who can't see me, which is everyone listening right now, air I just quotes. did air quotes with my fingers. It's not supposed to do that. It's not supposed to move down all the way to New Mexico like the cold, like the polar cold storm that just moved down a couple weeks ago when we were enjoying 60 and 70 degree weather. Right. Right. Where in places like Florida, they were getting highs of 40. Right. It's not supposed to happen, but it does during an ice age. Which is what we are coming into right Exactly. Now. So, public service announcement from Pod Bros, Sound Bros Productions. Prepare for an ice age. <laughs> the ice age is coming. The ice age is coming. <laughs> um, get yourself a woolly mammoth. Indeed. <clears throat> so, with that being said, we're going to talk about some people that don't know anything about science. Ooh. Protesters around the world that were protesting Black Friday to bring attention to climate change. Wait, What? So, you would think people that are protesting would protest Black Friday because of the ridiculous consumerism of, of Christmas and because of, you know, the danger to people and all this different stuff. But no, they're going to protest uh, Black Friday because of climate change. Climate change. Climate change. These people don't have a life. Is uh is what I'm is what I'm thinking. They're here, just you know? they're just e- easily, easily manipulated, easily fooled. It's just the nature of the. It's just the nature of it. And uh, they interrupted the Harvard Yale game. 
Wow. They, um, they actually, it was so bad that 42 people got charged with some they sort of crime. They got charged with a crime? They were arrested, which means that they were not following the rules about peacefully protesting. Ah, yes. Because. Because we have that ability. We are, abs- it is absolutely our right to protest peacefully. But you know what's not peaceful protesting? And I don't know exactly what they did, but flipping over police cars and lighting them on fire is not peacefully protesting. What about stopping traffic? Stopping traffic is not peacefully protesting. Throwing bricks through plate glass windows is not peacefully protesting. Marching around in the street and yelling and screaming at people and hitting people in the face is not peaceful protesting. Agreed. Peaceful, guys. Peaceful protesting. Come on now. Anyway. Um, speaking of this snow that we've gotten today, Indeed. the worst ever is when you're, you know, you wake up in the morning, there's snow outside, it's kind of crazy, and you, you know, you get up and you're getting yourself together, you're getting yourself ready to go. Um, I actually can't leave the house without Luke's help because my car is unable to drive. In the snow. In the snow. So I called Luke and he was working with shoveling snow and everything, but, um... I was like, well, in the meantime, I'm going to jump in the shower, have a nice warm shower, kind of get myself a little bit warmed up. He's just a little chilly in my house. It's an older house and doesn't really hold the heat very well. He's got a heater, though. But I do have a heater in my room, and I do have heat that works in my house. Correct. So I jump in the shower, and the power goes out. Which ordinarily wouldn't be an issue, however. For the shower. Except for the fact that I live out here in Chino, and we have well water. Which is delicious. Which runs on a pump that's connected to the power. the power. And so about 10 minutes into my shower, the water turned off. And let me tell you, there is nothing worse than being stuck in a snowstorm in your house, in the shower, and the water turns off. It's terrible. Worst thing ever. Worst thing ever. <laughs> I, I, You know what? I'm going to say yes, worst thing ever, but um, right up there, right up there is having your furnace and heater go out a day before a snowstorm. That too. Which is what we're currently But you weren't in the shower when it went out though. True, and I have power and I have hot water so I can take a hot shower. See? So. So I guess what we're saying is you should be grateful for the things you have. Absolutely. And we're grateful that we're even in a house. Uh, yeah. So we're not actually outside in the weather. Yes, which would be terrible. Right, which would be terrible. Absolutely horrible. Because taking a hot shower... In the snow, and then the power goes out, and then you're being snowed on. I don't know how that would work. Does that work? No. That doesn't work. No. No. So just be grateful you're in a house. But. And for those of you that are not in a house, um, we hope you find shelter. So, power did turn back on before I left, though, which was nice. Indeed. So, um, and I still have to finish taking my shower at some point because we had to leave. Which is why I'm sitting on the other side of the room. Thank you so It's actually not true. He doesn't smell. Um, So. So. Oh, you know what? Didn't I have a story? Do you have a story? story Because I have one more story that I thought was pretty cool in lieu of Christmas. Um, So if you can't find your story. My story was about the Mandalorian. And actually, I'm going to bring it back real quick. Okay, go ahead. Uh, The Mandalorian becomes the top streaming show in the U.S. Nice. Dethroning Stranger Things. Nice. So, there's a uh, there's that that I I'd say that's pretty stinking cool. You know what I mean? So, 
It has over 100 million demand expressions during the week of November 17th to the win- to the week to November 23rd, according to Patriot Analytics, while Stranger Things only had 81 million. So st- streaming services now have become the uh, have become the thing, right? For uh, you know, for yep. for watching a TV show instead of television. Because, ugh, television. Horrible, right? Yep. Absolutely. Television is terrible. So, what are you, uh, what are you digging up over there? You got something you're so, finding? So, a piece of the... A supposed piece of the uh, crib that Jesus arrived in, or that Jesus was in. Okay. I'm guessing the manger... I'm guessing is what this is. Right. Supposed fragment, a wood fragment from the crib of infant Jesus. It arrived in Jerusalem on Friday, which was today. Um, And I think there are, I think they're actually almost exactly opposite of us right now. Timeline, time-wise. Okay. Um, So I'm not sure exactly when it was that it got there, but um, it apparently... Was in the Notre Dame Cathedral. Wow. And, um... It survived? Apparently was one of the few pieces that... Because remember during that, uh, the monks ran back in. Right. And started pulling out a bunch right. of the relics yeah. that were stored there. So it has been returned to Bethlehem. To the, um, the... I, I actually forget what the name of the church is. The Catholic church that's there. Uh-huh. That was built over where they believe the stable was. Right. Um, but it was returned to that church. Okay. And it's going to be one of the relics that they have on display there. How do they know? You, you know, this is one of those things I've always thought was funny about relics. You know, the ancient Christian relics. You know, the, the yeah. piece of the true cross. And, and the you know, goblet. And, and the, the, yeah, you know, the, the, uh, the, um, Holy, know, Gra- the Holy, Holy Grail. Grail. The Holy Grail. The Holy Grail. Holy Grail. And uh, all this stuff is that. You know, realistically, anything that was made out of wood, unless it was preserved in a jar, like ancient stuff used to be preserved, it's not going to survive 2,000 years. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, it's just, it is the simple fact of the matter that you're not going to get that sort of thing to survive unless it has been specially treated to survive. And even then, if it's being traveled all over the world with... Right. Probably is not going to survive. Yeah. Regardless of that, this gives us a wonderful opportunity to talk about Christmas again. And Yay. how much we love Christmas. Christmas! And the fact that Jesus came for us. I which, love Christmas. Which is awesome and fantastic. And I love that Jesus came for us. And I love giving people gifts. You know, me too. And actually, um, this year is going to be... Um, this year is going to be a fun year, I think, because... Um, you know, stuff has shifted and, and, and we're, we're working some stuff through. And so gift giving this year, I think is going to be, uh, a little bit more personal, a little bit more personal and definitely more meaningful. Yep. You know, um, I've had some time in the past. Uh, I, uh, I had some, some stuff happen in my past where I didn't have the money to give gifts and I instead ended up making a gift 
for the person that I wanted to make a gift for. Which was awesome. Um, and it was pretty cool. And and you had it. There was a period of time when you had didn't have a lot of money to give gifts, and you gave lame gifts. I've um, always given lame gifts. No, no, no. I'm not talking about fun lame gifts. I'm talking about the crappy lame gifts you used to give. You're talking about the illegal lame gifts? No, no, no. Not the oh. illegal ones. Those ones were hysterical, and all of them are broken and gone anyway now, so it doesn't matter. I'm talking about the lame gifts that you used to give um, when you were being persuaded by external forces, and we never told you because we were too nice. Um, and we're very glad that that's over with, and you now give meaningful lame gifts. <laughs> Thank you. So, Meaning, meaningful lame gifts. So basically what we're saying is you're under arrest. No, sorry. I, no. I dropped into the wrong bit. No, what no, I'm I, what I'm saying is is that when you give a gift, it doesn't matter what you're giving, but how you give it's it. how you give it. Yeah. And most of the time when you give someone a gift, and even if it's a lame gift, if they know that you mean it and you know that, and they know that you care about them and that this was one of those things where it's like, I'm gonna give him this gift and he's it's stupid and cheesy, but he's going to know how much I care well, because I gave him this when, cheap gift. And when we say lame gift, we're, you know, we're not saying that, you know, I give what, what we're saying. I give goofy gifts is what it is, but it's how we give them and why the certain person gets like um, uh, a tradition in our family is the poop emoji. Yes. And so um, the first year somebody gave a poop emoji pillow to somebody in the family and it became this thing where each year somebody new gets some type of poop emoji gift and so uh last year i was given a set of footy pajamas that That's were right, that. the the poop emoji and your poop emoji bean, <laughs> and bean my bag. poop emoji beanbag um and a poop emoji with antlers yes because you know there's nothing better than just having a giant poop emoji around the house indeed so but yeah, you know, uh, think about the people you're giving things to. And, and you know what? A gift can be anything. It, it really can. can. It, it can. doesn't have to have monetary value. It could be something personal and dear to you. And you know what? If the person doesn't accept it the way they're supposed to accept it, um, too bad for them. Because it is very much more blessed to give than to receive. Indeed. And so, you know, where it is nice even, to get gifts, even if you give it someone is more fun to give. Traditional mariachi music and they don't like it. You guys gave me that for like years in a row. I we did. hate Marriott. We actually gave you the same CDs over and over and over again <laughs> because with our regular gifts. Because I wouldn't take them. But no, to be to be fair, we did give him a good gift <laughs> along with that. But the Mariachi music was pretty funny. Uh, I love our Christmas. Yeah. That and the ridiculous amount of wrapping that goes into our... Wrapping and unwrapping. And unwrapping. The yes. unwrapping process in our, in our family four takes five a hours. minimum of four hours. Yep. Um, and uh, we are not going to change it because it's so much fun. And we and we take Christmas at a very casual pace. We do. There's no rush. It's you know we started about eleven I've in the heard morning. Stories of people that that like it's first thing in the morning and they unwrap all the presents and then they it's like no 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 we chill. I don't what well, we don't normally start unwrapping presents until what two one or two Maybe in the afternoon three yeah no sometimes. it's like, no it's usually one or two in the afternoon yeah well that we, one year we were at three o'clock yeah that was crazy well that was because we there was some other issues involved with that yeah so but no normally it's like eleven o'clock we start making we start getting up making breakfast yeah. Um, and then we sit down for a full we sit down. Break. Oh, it's just so much. We fun. eat breakfast. We well, at that point guns. it's brunch. You know, no. clean our guns. We read the Christmas story. Do shots of 
Oh. No, no, that's something else. That's something else. We read the Christmas story, usually from the Gospel of Luke. Yep. Um, Because that one is the first-hand account one. Indeed. Um, Which is just so cool. Yeah. Just a great story. A whole list of first-hand accounts. And so that is actually, we are going to do that. We are going to do the Christmas story um, as our for Ooh, our podcast. We could do all of the uh, versions one day a week. We will that week. That'd be cool. That'll be fun. So um, definitely uh, definitely uh, drop us a line. Let us know what you think. So we have reached the end of our hour. Indeed, um, we have. It is Friday. We are going to take the weekend. We'll be back with it's you. It's Black Friday. Oh, it is Black Friday. It is Black Friday. It is Black Friday. Um, and so we will be back with you on Cyber Monday. Indeed. Um, so once again, we are Pod Bros. This is on Podbean, Sound Bros Productions. Um, and, uh, you know, I do not, know. If you're, if you're, Sorry. If you're not learning, you're dead. So stay alive. So stay alive. 